0: You know what, it's so good to be here today I'm, I was looking forward to today to seeing all your wonderful faces and, and catching up with you That's, that's really cool um, Just to begin with I, yeah, Nick asked me to choose someone from the Bible Someone that I admire, someone that I relate to And John the disciple came to mind This is a little picture Well, who was he? He was the uh, the youngest. He was the son of Zebedee and Salome. Um, he was the younger brother to James. And he was possibly related to John the Baptist, and therefore Jesus. He was a fisherman. Both brothers were probably um, disciples of John the Baptist, and they probably met. I mean. John probably met with Andrew, um, and uh, yeah, Andrew was Peter's brothers, and they were disciples of of John the Baptist. It was interesting how Jesus called um, James and John, because he actually called them. He didn't actually say, come follow me. It seemed like he actually knew who they were and invited them to come. He was also a zealot. So yeah, him and his brother were called the sons of thunder by Jesus. I wonder what that was about. Were they loudmouthed? <laughs> were they strong-willed? <laughs> I don't know. But that's what Jesus called them, because um, he wanted to, him and his brother wanted to call down fire on the, uh, a Samaritan village because they wouldn't believe. John was one of the three who were closest to Jesus, along with um, James and Peter. In the Gospel of John, um, he refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, that's the point I sort of want to bring out today as I carry on. Um, He also wrote, wrote the fourth gospel, the Gospel of John. He wrote the three epistles of John. And he also wrote the book of Revelation. He was known as the disciple of love, and he was the only disciple to die of old age. This was just some of the things about John, and it's always good to go and read the, read the gospel. I browse through it all the way through, looking, looking at what, you know, who John was and what he was about. Who is Geoffrey Pierce? Who's me? Well, I could tell you a lot of stuff. But you know what? I don't really relate to John. I'm not that loud. <laughs> I like to be in the background. I don't like to be in the forefront. <laughs> this way. There's me, at eight, age, aged 18 in 1976 at Maharangi College. Can you guess where I am? Anyone? Well, there's only five of us, <laughs> five guys. <laughs> there's me. <laughs> Um, and to be honest, I'm no fisherman, but I, I have been fishing. Here's, here's me, in about nine or ten, I caught a hammerhead shark in the, in the Manukau. I was on, the, on my uncle's launch, and he was, they were fishing, and so I chucked a line out, and that's what I caught, a hammerhead shark. <laughs> but this morning, I'm not really going to talk about myself. I'm not going to share my testimony, because that would just take too long. The thing about John the disciple and myself is that he drew near to Jesus. He was one of the closest. He was, yeah, he desired to be that close to Jesus and that's my desire as well. Who, who are you? You could put your name in there if you like. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? So, yeah, you can put your name in to finish the question. You might say your name. You might say who your parents are. You might say who your brothers and sisters are, your siblings. Or you may have a wife or a husband, your children, or maybe your grandparents, and you know you, you recall your, um, your grandkids. You might say where you live. You might like to say what you, what you like doing, whether you like sport I've put fishing and hunting there, not that I do both. (laughs) You might say what school you attend. You might say what work you do and who you work for. Who do you say you are? Now, we might have some different thoughts on that. And how would you describe yourself? Um, I want to give you an example of uh, an account I had. Wendy and I were visiting some friends uh, in Paraparuma Beach. They were close friends. We'd known them for years. And they also had a couple whom they knew who were staying with them at the time. And we were just hanging, hanging out and having coffee and, and chatting. And I was asked this particular question. Who is Geoffrey Pierce, and what do you do? And I thought for a moment, what do I say here? Uh, and I said back, well... That's a really interesting question. And then I went on to say, I'm a child of God. I am, I've been saved. I've been born again by the Holy Spirit. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And I am, I am loved. And then I went on to describe my life and who I was married to and the kids we had and my job and everything. And then at the very end, I said, because of what, what I do, I said, I have the privilege to work for God at Massey University, drawing for the drawing. And totally different to what you would think you would uh, usually say about, oh, yeah, I'm GFI, am married to Wendy and got Hannah and Jessica as my children and now I have grandkids and so forth. I did it the other way around, mainly because I knew who I was. The thing is, John knew his identity was not in his name. But by calling himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. In 1 John 1, 1 to 3, he writes, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, This where we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, and we have seen it, and we testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Christ Jesus. John lived with jesus for those three years he heard what jesus had said he had seen what jesus did and now and john in particular used to lie on Jesus' shoulder and our hands have touched proclaiming the lord and he at this time he was testifying to the fact that he knew he was loved And in 1 John four fourteen to 16, it says, Moreover, we have seen with our eyes and can testify to the truth that Father God has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God and God lives in them. And we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in his love he has for us. That last verse is amazing we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in that he has for us. And I stand here today as a testimony to that. I've experienced his love, experienced his presence. My most important identity is not in my name, not who I'm the son of but my being loved by Jesus, the Son of God. Your, everyone here, your most important identity is not found in your name, but by being loved by Jesus, the Son of God. John knew his identity, and he went from being a burly fisherman, strong and nothing like him, to someone who experienced the closeness of Jesus and being loved by him. And in closing, I have some questions. Is your identity found in Jesus? You don't have to answer it, <laughs> but maybe th- something to think about. Have you, as John in one John four verse sixteen says, come into an intimate experience with God's love and you trust in that love He has for you. can you answer this question? Who is? Put your name in there. Who are you? Can you identify yourself with being loved by God? And can you say, like John, I'm the one whom Jesus loves? I snip this out of the introduction to the Gospel of John. Um, from the passion translation and it sort of just fits quite nicely the beloved apostle of jesus that's john reveals to us the revelation knowledge of who jesus is and who we have become in him john is the apostle of love this letter is saturated with the love of god which has been lavished upon us in christ and this love must be seen made visible as we express his love toward one another John reinforces this truth. We are to be ministers of love in and, and how we walk in this life, demonstrating truth and kindness to all. John's letter will bring a fresh understanding of the heart of God and let him speak to you through his faithful servant, John. It's, if you haven't got a Passion Translation, get, get one. It, the language of the, of the way it was translated is all about how God sees you and how, how God wants, how God's working. Uh, it's just an, an incredible um, uh, version of the Bible. And one last thing. I was just finishing up on Friday, just writing some, note, finishing off my notes, and as I was just sort of in the presence of the Lord, He spoke to me, and He said this. Every morning, I look at the weather, weather app on you know Met Service, and I decide what I'm going to wear because of what the weather is like, and what I'm going to do at work because some of my work is exterior and some of it's interior. So I sometimes go out surveying or measuring things and wander around the university. But you might think this is an odd picture to relate to what we're talking about—the love of God. But um, as I pondered it, the Lord said this. You may use the weather app to, d- d- to determine your day, but do not use the app in your mind to determine how you are feeling and what you are going through and how you are going to respond to it. He said, tap into the app of your heart as that is where I am. I'm reminding you that you are loved and I'm with you in your circumstances. Even before you were in them, experience my love in those moments and declare over yourself that I am loved. I am loved by Jesus. I am loved by Holy Spirit. I am loved by the Father. He said, repeat it as many times as needed until you believe it. So that's my message for this morning. My thoughts on John the disciple. It may not have been much about him, but it was all about God anyway and how much he loves us.